Why should you use it? Why? How to get started. How to get started. How to make it easy. How to know if yeah. maybe you're intuitively doing it anyways. Because we were. Yeah. We're, we're obviously, I mean, we're the spiritual spectrum. So yeah. I'm willing to bet that if you listen to this show, <laughs> you may already be incorporating some of these principles into yeah. your space. And, um, and, and if you are, we would love to hear about it. Absolutely. Um, but let's let's just let's get right in uh, to the business. Um, so we're talking again feng shui. Sorry, I feel like <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. So I uh, found an article, an article. I, it's called LoveToKnow.com, all mm-hmm. about feng shui tips and what it is. And so I thought that feng shui was really confusing. Um, I've heard about it from other people who have like paid mm. experts to come in and like feng shui their home. And oh, granted, yeah. I'm like hearing from somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about, but then they're trying to tell me about feng shui and whatever this person did yeah. in their house. And so I'm like, second uh, first of all, <laughs> I mean, if you have the resources and it's that important to you to pay somebody several hundred dollars to feng shui your home, like by all means do it. When this person that I knew did, I was like, you're insane. Like that's a f- stupid fucking thing to do. Like what are you doing? Do you, you really need somebody to come tell you how to do this? Like mm, all right. Go to the library, get a book. Yeah, but okay, also idiot. if you if you want to be one of those people, you can take a course on Udemy. I'll link it below. Oh my god, of course. <laughs> Course Become can. certified of course in feng shui. Can. Which, like, if you're into it, that's very cool. And again, if you want to yeah. pay for it, like, by all means, do that. Maybe you're already an interior designer, and you can just like add that certificate, you know, feng to shui your certified design your specialist resume. Exactly. It does, it does sound cool. I mean, I do like now that I've learned a little bit about it, and I really didn't go into the how because that's what you're doing, Elena. But, um. And I just wanted to learn along with the listeners. You know what I'm saying? Um, Absolutely. Taylor's yeah. keeping it authentic. Yeah. I am just trying. I want to show you guys that I'm genuine a student reaction. as well. And yeah, I want a genuine reaction. I don't want to feign anything. I'm all about authenticity. <laughs> um, but it did. as I started learning about it, first of all, there's a lot of schools of thought, um, a lot of different points of view on feng shui, which is really interesting to me. Um, and we'll, we'll get into it. Of course, lightly, we're scraping the surface, like go get certified, go to the library, find a book, buy a book, do your thing. Be but, better than us and then write in about how much you know. Yeah. Tell us how much we don't know and how unprofessional we are and how dare we make this episode. But you know what? It's our show, not yours. Um, okay. So feng shui, it is about, um, in feng shui, chi energy is the life source for all living matter. So... 
the chi energy, which is made up of yin, which is female or feminine energy, and yang, which is masculine or male energy, um, the goal is to achieve a balance of chi. So you want a balance of the feminine and the masculine. And the chi mm. energy is carried throughout the world by the wind and the water. And the flow of wind and water can be impeded by natural or man-made structures. So uh-huh. essentially, like, high-level overview, feng shui is about how energy flows through your home. And you want it to flow easily and naturally and in a um, in an auspicious way versus be blocked mm-hmm. and stuck and and or potentially be flowing in an inauspicious way um, uh. is kind of how I began to understand it. But with the wind and the water, the wind carries auspicious chi energy through the exterior and interior of your home and the water deliver- delivers positive chi to revitalize your space. And water mm. can also be used to disperse inauspicious chi energy. So use the water okay. to clear it out. Um, I don't, I mean, we're going to get into it because those are obviously elements. Um, and it's not like if you have some inauspicious energy, you need to take like a hose to your home. That's obviously (laughs) probably not going to help, not going to do any good. Um, it's like, you just want to use these elements that sort of represent the wind and the water and all the shit. So basically the most important function of feng shui is to address any issues okay which this is interesting i had not learned this and also Mm. i felt that this made it more complicated and i was like "Mm, might be the school of thought that says fuck this um (laughs) because uh, because there are things that are outside of your control and so yeah that although although emotionally i agree with this um but it says the most important function of feng shui is to address any issues outside a home or building the surrounding environment is more important than the interior of your home or office. If chi energy is blocked or altered, it cannot flow freely. In such instances, no amount of cures and remedies inside your home or office will correct the issue. And so I'm like, mm, rude. A little harsh. Very rude. I'm not sure that I agree with that because you don't live on the outside of your house. You live inside yeah, your house. And also, like, there's only you so know, much you can like, control. So defeating. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, um, either be able to afford or control, like, afford a space that's beautiful outside of your home or apartment building or whatever the case is, um, or be able to have control to do something about it, which, like, yeah. in, in, in plenty of places, you don't have that. And right. so And so then it's, like, no matter what you do with your space on the inside of potentially, like an ugly building in a an ugly part of town doesn't matter Mm -hmm. how beautiful and wonderful and like comfortable you make it so this is where I'm kind of like fuck you like this feels like very hard line um it's a little rough I'd also say like you know like if you were like in a really like desolate area I don't know maybe like an ugly city or something maybe you're like in an ugly part of town and you just have like an apartment window like maybe put a flower box outside and let plants grow up in front of your window a little bit, right? right? Correct. Like, Absolutely. Which that's like that's what I we've guess... done for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we have an apartment that's in more of like a residential like neighborhood, like not exactly single family homes, but there are mostly single family homes, and then some of these like complexes, mm-hmm. like like ours, which only has like eight apartments in it. But like outside, oh, nice. yeah, outside of my office windows. There's the garage building, which is like we have a patio right outside the back, and then there's the wall mm-hmm. of the garage. Um, right. But 
but Jesse, my husband, has turned this into a whole garden. So it just kind of looks like a jungle. I see like a bunch of plants out there instead of just a oh, brown rad. wall. Um, yeah. Yeah. So like, def- I mean, when I was thinking about this, I was like, well, I hate this idea, but also thank God for Jesse because he's really feng shui the <laughs> shit out of the outside of our house. Yeah. And it and has I mean, changed you know, the I- vibe entirely. Right. And I think I probably told the story once on this podcast about my front yard and my oh, my backyard and how it was just like a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And it it's like broken window syndrome, you know, like it just like everyone else on the street kind of didn't keep their yards as nice because our yard was totally like just a dirt patch that would grow weeds in different times of the year. It was just awful. I actually, you saw it. Yes, I stayed there when you weren't there and I think you had recently had the grass cut or something, but I found your sunglasses in what had been the overgrown grass that you hadn't seen because the grass had been so overgrown. I was like, found these and you're like, oh my God, I lost those like six months ago. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's totally right. (laughs) Yeah. And then it was like I finally had uh, a gardener that I could rely on, which, I mean, I was calling gardeners, and they would just drive by the house and keep going. Like, they just oh wouldn't my God. honor it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you want to get paid like, to do your no. fucking job? They were like, we don't want to do that, you know, and maybe Seems because hard. they knew it would be expensive and if, assumed I wouldn't pay. And I'm like, just give me a price. Like, yeah. Please help me. Take and, my yeah. money. Yeah. And it was like, it was, uh, it was cool that the guy finally was like, I'll do it. And then he also offered to landscape. And like when it first got landscaped, uh, Ron would drive home and he was like, is, is this the right house? Like <laughs> he thought he was driving into the wrong driveway. I think I'm here. I think I chose wrong. <laughs> yeah. But it made such a huge difference. You know, it's like having a nice front to walk into yeah. and to park next to. And then also having the back clear and clean and usable mm-hmm. has just been such a huge like boost in our quality of life here yes. you know it's like it's added years to our tenancy you know we probably would yes. have been running out of here otherwise you know yes completely so, brings the life in right there yes. you go. it aids the the relaxation and releases the restlessness which is like a big thing in feng shui mm-hmm. absolutely and it, it makes me think about like i live in san diego um and there's a neighborhood called North Park in San Diego that, like, I have some friends who live there. And North Park is cool for its walkability. There's a lot of things to do. There's a lot of restaurants. It's a very hip part of town. Fun. But the neighborhoods, there are some good areas, but I fucking hate North Park in terms of, like, the residential situation. I think it's uh. mostly very ugly. And mm. I hate the buildings. I don't like yeah. – most of the homes aren't necessarily kept up the way that that I would want to keep them up. And right. so I'm just like – like I remember specifically helping a friend move, um, move out of a place. And I was just like, this is awful. Like first of all, these roads confuse me. Second of all, this is, this is so ugly and I'd be – so unhappy driving through this neighborhood to come home yeah I mean I used to live in a neighborhood like that so I totally understand I mean I yeah I lived in a place called Seaside and it was like Mm. you know just lower income yeah single family homes and it was like desolate and yeah looked like looked like people struggling like you feel the struggle just by seeing it you know and it's hard it's hard to live in that yeah exactly So that uh, talks about the energy outside of your home. I mean, technically, we're justified. So yeah. So I again emotionally agree with it, but like as in terms of a a fundamental thing, I'm like, wait a yeah, wait to defeat yourself before you ever get started. Like that's shitty. Um, Mm -hmm. 
but whatever. So I, what I have to say is that I still think you can control the energy of your space yes, regardless I of agree. what's going on outside, which is outside of your control. Yeah. Period. So, <laughs> so the goal of feng shui is to correct, remedy, and attract chi energy into your home, apartment, or office, or whatever your space is to allow it to flow easily throughout. Um, and it, again, it needs to be balanced, and this is achieved through the use of the five elements, like I talked about. So the five elements, I bet you have no idea what they are, um, <laughs> but in ancient Chinese, they broke down the makeup of the world into the five elements, which include water, what? wood, weird, fire, earth, and metal. Um, mm-hmm. And each element has positive and negative chi energies, and the goal is to activate these elements inside your home, whatever, inside your space, to attract the chi energy into that space. Um, so there are several tools that people use. I'm not really going to talk about how you use them because that's something that you're going to talk no, about. No, you can Elena. you can talk about that. We'll talk I didn't about talk about that. Okay, we'll talk about it a little bit. <laughs> and to be fair, I'm per- personally confused by them, but. Um, so, um, so there are different tools that you can use. And again, there are different schools of thought. And so they're using different methods and these, all these methods aren't ancient. Like there are ancient principles and then there have been modern interpretations and modern ways of using feng shui that have evolved that, um, you know, it just, it's like as society changes, then like the principles or the way that you're using feng shui is changing. So Mm -hmm. um, there's a magnetic compass that some people use to take readings of a building site or an existing home or building. I think this is the Bagua Uh, or maybe not. And I think that maybe that's a different compass. Because I'm looking at a picture that I think is a bagua, but maybe that's... There's two I th- I think different it pictures. Of, there's, there's the nine grid bagua, and then there's the, like... Octagon. The octagon, yeah. Yeah, so... Which, like, the grid of nine is weird, because it's like there's an extra one in there. I don't know. What to do. Yes, yeah, I, I was know. confused by that yeah. when I was reading it, because it was like, there's eight spaces, and then you're the ninth you're the ninth one. Yeah, right. I saw that too. But then yeah. all nine things had a different name. And I was like, okay, so I don't understand this. Um, yeah. I've only seen the octagonal one, so I'm, I stuck to that because I was like, traditionally, I think that's what people would use. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But basically, the Bagua is an octagon-shaped little compass, and it's divided into eight wedges. And the wedges represent the main eight compass directions, which – is north, northeast, east, southeast, south, southwest, west, and northwest. Mm -hmm. And the compass wedges are called sectors, and each sector rules a specific area of life, like your career, education, health, wealth, fame and recognition, love and relationships, descendants, which is like, you know, your children, um, and mentors. And each sector is governed by one of the five elements, and each sector is represented by colors that correlate to the element of that sector. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is where I think it just gets so fucking confusing. Um, but a Bagua <laughs> overlay is placed over your home. And so this is like when that person that I knew had feng shui done. The way that she explained right. it to me is like it's like this little chart and then you put it over the layout of your home. And so then like yeah. these things, it's like this corner correlates to this and this corner correlates to this mm-hmm. and what have you. Yeah. And so like that's one way that you can do it, but that's not yes. the only way to do it. And to me that felt it, confusing yeah. because it's like you only have so much control. Like unless you're building a house from the ground up. Right. You know, I have, there's only like, so much you can do. I have some answers about that. Yeah. So, Love that. I mean, yeah. Like, it, you're, like the one thing that I'm – 
wonder about because you said that it's like directional like a compass and i remember when Mm -hmm. i was a kid i actually like got a compass and like found out where north was and that's how i laid the bagua in my room Mm. but like then in this other thing i was reading they said you just put the front door or the door of the room at the base of the bagua Mm -hmm. so i was like well i guess yeah like i kind of agree with that more because then you're really like working with the space yeah and it's but yeah i was like i was a little confused about you know maybe maybe it's just how you decide to place the energy you know it's like yeah. maybe you could place feng shui energy in that bagua shape in your home in any northern facing direction or whatever you want i don't know but it'll know. work regardless. Who knows? Yeah. So they, yeah, the general rule is to place your the door of your space at the bottom of the bagua. Yes. And mm-hmm. so what this is supposed to do is give you a clear picture of the various sectors or compass directions of each room in your home. And then this help you – did I already say this? Helps you determine which elements need to be activated. Did I say that? Um, yes. Well, yeah, I, I, achieve... I don't know if you said that, but either way, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The facing the facing direction of your home is usually the front door. Yeah. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, so practical application. So, this says that the best way to understand how feng shui is used in a home or office is through the practical ac- application of feng shui principles, and again, which begins outside in the natural environment of your of your space um but like the landscaping should follow feng shui principles which i'd be curious to see a place that was intentionally designed that way um and then it can also maybe ley lines maybe it's ley lines um but then (laughs) the ley lines episode yeah this is where i think you have the most control is like the art of furniture placement impacts the amount the type and the flow of energy in each room so it's like you can obviously Mm. do something about that um so it is really like the art of feng shui is that it's used to optimize abundance and prosperity in every luck sector and it corrects imbalances that can lead to um, poor health, financial hardship, failed relationships, or just a general sense of being ill at ease and stuck in disappointment or misfortune. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, let's see. Like a lot of this feels a little bit redundant. Yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> it's like you want it to be balanced and you want it to be, you want the energy to flow and then you do this and the right. energy flows. And you want this to happen and the energy flows. Um, yeah. But apparently, the physical changes to a space uh, are pragmatic and, uh, like, or rather, physical changes to a space are pragmatic, period. And, however, the spiritual effects of of those changes are personal, uplifting, and dynamic. So it's, like, it is how those pragmatic decisions and placements affect how you feel, how your energy feels. And so, like, we've talked Mm -hmm. about that as far as... Um, like where you are supposed to put things or not supposed to put things. Um, like I know that according to feng shui, um, you should not like a place that you're going to either sleep or be sitting, working, what have you should not be in line with the door. You should be able to see the door, but not be in line with the door. Um, and you certainly shouldn't have your back to the door, but in Which my, <laughs> yeah, in my office, I, um, my back is to the door. And mm-hmm. the reason is I was originally on the um, the south-facing wall and now I'm on the east-facing wall. But when I was on the south-facing wall, um, my back would still be to the door. But it is – because it's south-facing, it gets 
hit with the sun all day long and in the summertime it's so hot on that Mm -hmm. side of the room and so it's way more comfortable for me to be over in this corner where I am now and I'm very comfortable in my home I'm not worried about Mm -hmm. having my back to the door I'm not it doesn't like I feel much better this way and with this layout of the room and I also feel like the space is more functional for me as far as like Mm -hmm. I work out in here um like this is of course yeah obviously and which so, is also a good thing like I'll say something about that in my section <laughs> oh, oh I like that about how you're that's a feng shui thing that you're doing that you're working out in the office look at <laughs> me it's so intuitive um but yeah it just <clears throat> it makes more sense for me to have the room arranged the way that it is and it makes me happier and more comfortable and so totally. I don't care about the rule of the door behind my back um, yeah it doesn't bother me right and I mean, there's like, you know, workarounds for everything. Like, I think if like we, we were saying, like, we can both see the door through our cameras. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we can't see the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if that's the energy and how it's affecting you, like we're being affected appropriately because we still have eyes on the door. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> kind of like mirrors in feng shui. Right. So you hang mirrors um, for for purposes such as that. And so it's, you know. We're not using mirrors, though. We're using cameras. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just yes. new age feng shui. Yes. It's the, new, it's the technological feng shui. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to talk a little bit about the different schools of feng shui. And I'm sure that this doesn't even encompass all of them. But there's the form school, which is the one that I just purely don't agree with, which addresses the outdoors. I mean, not that I don't agree with it, but I just am like, whatever, I don't need to listen to you. Addresses the outdoors, (laughs) natural environment, and landscaping feng shui or landscape feng shui. Um, There's the compass school of feng shui, which uses tools like the magnetic north compass and the bagua. So so again, you can use magnetic north or you can put your the front door of your home in the specific location on the bagua. Mm. Then there's the flying star school, which is used to find and chart the chi energy in your home office. I don't know how that works. There's the Maybe with a pendulum and ley lines. Oh, yeah, prob- <laughs> that's all I can probably. Imagine, right? yeah. um, there's the low shoe square or magic square, which is used to chart the flight of the stars. Well, that's cool. Yep. I've never heard of that. Yep. There's the four pillar, four pillars, or I'm sure I'm sure it's not Bazi, but it's B A Z I, mm. um, which is a type of feng shui astrology. So that's interesting. Mm. And there's the eight mansions, which is like the east and west groups is what this says. And it's based mm. on your qua number that determines if you're in the east group or west group. And this delivers oh, you four best directions and your four worst directions. Oh, weird. I've never heard of these. Me that's neither. really cool. I want to know all about it now. Uh, yeah, totally <laughs> me neither. And then there's also <clears throat> the black hat sect tantric buddhist feng shui which is also called btb and it's a western feng shui created by chinese grandmaster thomas lin yun sometime during the 1980s like i said some of these are much more modern um this is a more modern form of feng shui based in taoism tibetan buddhism and parts of classical feng shui there are other versions of feng shui that sprung from btb such as intuitive slash modern feng shui which i have to say we are not intentionally um uh, practicing 
but mm-hmm. we definitely are intuitively practicing and there unconsciously practicing. Um, and guess. that takes parts of BTB and various classical feng shui and substitutes feng shui symbols with Western ones. Um, oh. And then there's feng, feng shui and you. And I think this is just more like telling you there are books and courses, <laughs> Udemy, and online resources, <laughs> which are all terrific ways to learn more. Or you can listen to a oh, podcast yeah. where people talk about things that they read in an article online one time. <laughs> Um, <laughs> or again, of course, you could always pay a feng shui expert to come into your space and feng shui it. Um, yeah. But I think it would be interesting to see, like, if you sort of took your basic understanding of feng shui and um, and then put your space together and then had a feng shui expert come in and see what changes they would recommend and then see yeah. how you feel about those. Because I could be see somebody being like, you should do this. And I'd be like, no. I yeah. Don't, I don't want to. I'm actually not going to. So go fuck yourself. Yeah. There you go. I can feel that too. I mean, we're cancers. We're good at the home stuff. Yeah. How about you don't teach me how to put my home together because I think I fucking know. Yeah. Sorry. It was born into me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've got it. I um, born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> um so those are uh, I mean because I feel like anything else that I have to say is uh well Mm -hmm. let me look at this um so there are here's like very this is according to the spruce.com oh I was using this this this, yeah (laughs) the basic principles of feng shui yeah yeah I think I uh I, I took notes. My whole thing today is, like, I took a bunch of notes off of a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. to, like, put it into, like, a how-to. Yes. Um. So I'm sure, like, I didn't really, like, cover too much about, like, like I didn't go through the whole article. So, like, yeah, you go for it. <laughs> Perfect. I intended yeah. to do that and then was like, nah. This, this article pretty much covers all the things <laughs> that are very much, like, what my um, piece of the conversation is. And then this one had some crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just didn't, I didn't have it in me to copy and paste a bunch of shit and organize it in a way that made sense. So we'll just, we'll just have a little, a little back and forth. So, um, according to the spruce, which we obviously both love, um, there are, here's some basic principles of feng shui. One, we sort of talked about this, but it's called the commanding position. So, Uh, yes. So it's important to – this is like what I was talking about with the placement of my desk or Elena's – the placement of Elena's desk. Um, this is also like the position the, – the placement of your bed, um, like in your bedroom and stuff like that. But it the commanding mm-hmm. position is ultimately like – again, you should it, – it should be like the corner that's farthest from the door and not in direct line with it. But you should yeah. ideally have a clear line of sight to the door. Mm-hmm. And it's where you want to spend most of your time in a room. And right. actually, when I was 13, I had a little um, – a I had a very small bedroom. It was probably like a 10 by 10. Um, do you remember that house where Steph had navy blue carpet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I had that small bedroom. And when we first moved in there, I had my bed um, parallel to the door. And so it was like in that corner, like right when you open the door, the bed mm-hmm. – or the door essentially like – uh ran into the side of my bed not like ran into it but like that's where like the line the the line was you know yeah and I feel like when 
when my room was arranged that way, I had bad dreams. Like I just didn't. I remember you saying this. I feel like you had talked about this before. Yeah. At some point at our life. It's, yeah. You know, and I didn't you know. <laughs> I didn't know that in knowing you my whole life. I feel no, like. Because well, I, I feel like you were thinking back then that it was like you thought the house was haunted or something you know like it was really getting to you yeah or it was just like I definitely felt the energy because also because uh this was a split level house and so you walked in the front door and it was like the little entryway and directly Mm -hmm. across from the front door was the bathroom and then Mm -hmm. just to the right of that was my bedroom door and like immediately when you open the front door uh, like along the front wall of the house was the hallway down to Steph's bedroom Right. And, um, and she, so, so it's kind of like you come into the house and it's like all the energy comes into the house and it's like, this is where mm-hmm. our bedrooms are. And so it mm-hmm. felt like just by virtue of having the side of my bed in line with that door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was like, oh, I'm just like receiving everything. You're being bombarded. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And um, And so I just felt like I didn't sleep as well. I had bad dreams, mm-hmm. like all this type of stuff. And then I ended up um, shifting my room so that my bed was um, – under my window which was like on the back wall of the house so opposite Mm -hmm. of where the front door was and and so it was no longer in line with the door and I was so much more comfortable slept so much better like really loved my room at that point yeah 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 that makes sense I mean so like you're talking about yeah commanding position which I Mm -hmm. have little notes on but like um yeah so the uh the interesting thing about that I think um well I knew about feng shui when I was a kid and so I put my room into the commanding position Mm -hmm. um and it stayed that way until I moved out (laughs) yeah exactly and um the uh every other bedroom I've ever been in and even my guest room is the same it's in the commanding position my my master bedroom the bed is in the best possible position it's like it can't really be anywhere else but um, that's how the people that too. lived here but be- yeah yeah and the, the people that lived here before us had the bed the bed with the feet facing the door and um that's called coffin position like you're not supposed to do that mm. uh it's like you know ooh, spooky I, th- I tried to find out why that was called coffin position there's no explanation interesting <laughs> I know so you know I just knew like when I when I viewed the home before I rented it and I saw their bedroom I was like like no also, <laughs> like, that seems like such yeah. a weird way to arrange that room to me yeah it was uh, yeah and they had a huge bed it almost like they couldn't open the closet in the bedroom because the the bed almost went all the way to the wall because it was like a huge bed the room was too small for so it was just like it was super weird the house had really bad feng shui the people that used to live here i mean they had like their their couch was blocking the main three-way through the living room like the there there's like this other breezeway area that they had a day bed in in like the middle of the house like it was just like super weird Mm -hmm. so like um yeah so anyway talking about commanding position like every uh room of your house should be that way the bedroom especially because of you know sleep habits it'll keep you more uh you know secure and you you'll have more restful sleep Mm um but the uh um I, I was oh yeah every bedroom I've ever been in has been that way except for my apartment so and I lived in my apartment for seven years it was a studio apartment and it was like I had to really think about how to arrange that apartment in a way that was um 
you know, energetically sound because uh, it's just one room, right? And mm-hmm. then there was like a, like a little like there was like a little um, a, a closet, so there was like a U turn around to the bathroom, and mm-hmm. the bathroom was next to the kitchen, and that was it. And there was like a little outdoor to the side to like my little yard, and like, but like my uh, front door was under a flight of stairs, mm. which. Is like not a good thing. Apparently, it's supposed to like that angle of the stairs is supposed to be harsh. It blocked sunlight from the window. Mm-hmm. So like there are all these things I had to consider, and I'll talk about it more when I get there. But um, the the thing that I had to do between my door and my or my yeah my front door and my bed, because um, I had to have my bed like horizontal to the front door. Yeah, um, was you hang a crystal from the ceiling. And that's like what they recommend is that you put a crystal between your sleeping space and the door, like oh. a prism, like what you put in your window. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's supposed to, you know, diffuse that line of energy um, as well. Uh, like I had a desk and a nightstand that was between my head and the door. So it kind of breaks up that flow between Interesting. me and the door. Yeah. But I will say that, you know, with even those um, accoutrements it was uh, stressful because I knew everything that was happening out of, outside of my front door in a shared apartment space yeah so it was it was like anything kind of like made me like aware of yeah you know what was going on outside so it's it's bad chi for sure I don't like I did not like that especially considering that like every other space I've ever slept in has been feng shui and has been very relaxed yeah <laughs> I can't believe you yeah. lasted for so long there, given um, it, that. It was super accommodating. It was an apartment with a yard, yeah. a private entrance, and a garage, a single-car garage. Oh, well, that's yeah, pretty good. So it was uh, – yeah, and then the, you could have plenty of storage in the garage. I had, like, shelves with, like – I would get big Costco packs of food and leave it in my garage, and, like, it was great. The garage wasn't attached to the apartment, but, like, I didn't mind, you know, keeping huge – piles of toilet paper out there and going yeah. out to get packs of, you know it was, it was great yeah totally <laughs> yeah um i love that um so for then there's talking about the bagua a little bit again so there's i, I guess the bagua is a map and it yeah. you like i said superimpose it over the floor plan of your home um and so there's supposed to be um eight areas i mean like i said the ninth area is supposed to represent you um and like your overall wellness um Mm -hmm. but i guess you can apply the bagua in different ways so uh the btb uh sect or the school usually lays the bagua so that the knowledge career and helpful people areas align with the front door of your home um, so, cause basically like the Bagua is, uh, it's like, this has a chart that has nine sections and none yeah. of them say Did we talk about that you. on the air yet? That, I don't think so. Yeah. That there's two Baguas. One is a grid and one is the octagon, but I've uh, okay. the octagon. I've never seen the grid before looking up this stuff for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I, I would just stick, yeah, personally, I would stick to the octagon because it's more traditional. Yeah, which I haven't seen what an octagon bagua looks like. I've only seen the grid when I've tried to look it up. Oh, weird. 
Um, so basically there's like nine sections and it's just in a little mm-hmm. square, three by three. So top left is wealth, next to that is fame, and then partnership is top right. And then going again from left to right, uh, in the second row is family, tai chi, and then children. And then Tai Chi is the one that's not in the eight. Okay, so that just must be Probably, you. I think so. Yeah. And then um, and then the bottom row, left to right, is knowledge, career, and helpful people. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let me say that 12 o'clock, Bagua, just to compare that. So it, when you're looking at the octagon, it's uh-huh. 12 o'clock, fame, then going clockwise, it's love, marriage, then creativity, uh, then helpful people. The bottom, 6 o'clock, is career, and then you get... Um, Yes, that's right. The six o'clock where your door would be is career. And then uh, continuing clockwise, it's spiritual growth and practice, health and money. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely different. Definitely different. <laughs> yeah. Um, this thing says that the easiest way to incorporate the Bagua into your life and to feng shui your home is to identify one to three areas that need the most attention. Mm. And, like, don't try to work on everything at once and strengthen your energy to improve the flow in those specific areas that you choose and incorporate feng shui tips in that particular area. So I'm curious what you learned or what your point of view is on this because the way that I took it is, like, look at the areas where you don't love the vibe and then Mm. assess how you can feng shui that and yeah. what elements are missing out of like the right. wood, fire, wind, earth, and metal? Yeah. And yeah. how can you bring those in? Right. So, you know, not that, or like if you're wanting to feel more, um, like if it's your bedroom, and even though, like for me, according to this grid bagua, my bedroom is in my wealth corner of my home. Mm-hmm. Um, if, but if I hey, wanted to. Hey, didn't you to, just get a job working from home? <laughs> I mean, I did, but that's my office, well, and that's in my <laughs> partnerships section. So it's like kind of flip flopped, um, right? According to this chart, but which maybe then you would like bagua the room specifically and not the whole area, yeah, you know? Right. Yeah. So so it's like if I wanted to have more of like the partnership, like love whatever vibes in my um, bedroom, then I would look at you would feng shui for that specifically. exactly. I right. would feng shui for yeah. that and see like okay, so the colors are pink and the element is earth and how can I incorporate those things into this right. room if it's not already there, um, yeah, yeah. you know. And so to me, I was like, well, that makes it a lot easier and, like, more applicable. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are – you're here to teach us how to do it. Yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about it for sure. Seven. And then, yeah, you just let me know if, like, you're relating to this or if you see anything in your life that says – Absolutely. <laughs> Feng shui. Or intuition. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah, that too. I'd love I to would hear. never. So, uh, yeah. Oh my God, right? So, um, I just took a bunch of these articles and made my own little notes here. The, um, the as we've been mentioning, the Bagua, um, I'm just going to refer to it as an octagonal shape. And um, we begin by laying the Bagua map over the room that we're working on, or our entire home, or your property map, or your town. Which I'm like, I don't know why you would do that. Like, are you going to, like, yeah, drive out to the edge of town, town and, like, like, you know, plant a money tree in the wealth corner? Dude, literally. 
that. I'm like, what is that? Feels so, um, team too much on that I one. Know. I mean, it'd be interesting to see, you know, like yeah. maybe your town has a, a negative aspect in one of the sectors. And so then you can make up for that in your own life, right? Or in so. your own fun- feng shui's at home. So, um, you know, maybe I'm, I'm making fun of it, but I could see how you would want to <laughs> know that information and then maybe counteract it if something was not so good. Yeah. But um, so the the Bagua is an ancient diagram that means eight symbols. Ba is eight and Gua is symbol. Um, so we place it over our spaces so that we can emphasize a greater sense of well-being in any of the eight sectors, which we already mentioned. Um, so... By understanding how this map interacts with our home, we can begin to see the chi or energy flow that our house emphasizes in its current state or even diminishes possibly, right? Mm. So um, noticing the negative things on the Bagua is probably a good place for anyone to start is, uh, you know, place the Bagua over your home and see like, oh my gosh, this area of my home has all this clutter. I might be inhibiting myself from wealth or, you know, maybe I'm cluttering my relationships with drama or something, right? So yes, um, notice, notice the negative aspects and clear those and then you can start working on your interior design. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I, like I talk a little bit I talk a little, I wrote a thing and I'm going to read it, but I, <laughs> I wanted to talk about how weird my house is because my house is like a long train car. Mm-hmm. It was a fisherman's bungalow built in the 20s and then in the, like the 30s or 40s, a Sears add-on was put on the back. And so it's just like this long thing. That's so, so funny. potentially, yeah, it's so weird. And so like potentially my house has really bad feng shui because there are sections missing from my bagua um, because it's long. So I, I would be missing sections from the side. Um, if that's the case, you just put mirrors or plants there to like kind of bring in the energy in those missing sections and kind of create life. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, uh, extension, so I have an extension of my work sector, right? My wealth sector. Hold on. Which one is it? It's my 12 o'clock and my six o'clock. Oh, fame, fame and career. So in my home, there's an extension of the fame Bagua or uh, Gua. It's just a Gua. Sorry. The Bagua is eight. Gua is one. Uh, (laughs) My fame Gua. Yes. My fame Gua is extended. (laughs) And my my career Gua is extended. So it's, which is really funny because the numerology of my house is work and career. Oh. So wait, what is this? Um, It's, well, 872. uh, I don't want to give my address here on the program no, but. no 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 but like but <laughs> oh. when you're doing oh, the, the numerology number. you're adding it up I to a remember. single number I right i can't remember now yeah i can't remember oh, because mine is eight is, but oh yeah i remember you saying that our, before. our number <laughs> is eight but also the numerology of the street name is eight yeah yeah and the, so i don't remember i did it a long time ago i actually did it when we opened the ice cream shop because i wanted to know what the numerology of that place was uh-huh. and so then at the same time i looked up the numerology of the house so it was, a, it was like years ago now. I can't remember if I was doing just the house number or just the street number or both. I think I was doing both combined. Yeah. And um, that came out to be the number for uh, like hard work, like getting work done and uh, working mm. on your career and um, expanding the your, your professional self. And so that was the numerology uh, associated with my home, which is really funny because the feng shui associated with my home is the same thing it's uh fame doesn't necessarily mean like being a celebrity it just means like your expression into the world and like how well received you are Uh so you know and we've had we've opened uh two businesses in this home 
and um, both were received very well. And um, now, as I was telling Taylor off the air, I'm like moving my work and rebranding and opening up as a new entity. And so that's like our third thing that we've done in this home, which is really crazy because we've been here for five years and we basically have opened three businesses within the confines of this home. So it was just like so weird. Yeah. To be like, oh my God, our numerology and our feng shui is like, go, 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 go. So like when we move out of here, it'll be like a nice relaxing period. Uh, (laughs) Depending on what you move into. Yeah. That's interesting though. I didn't know that the gua could extend. Yeah. 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 I Uh, thought that was an interesting concept. I never heard of that. And cause I'm, cause I'm so curious, like, uh, my apartment isn't huge. It's, like, less than a 1,000 square feet, probably. But, mm-hmm. like, the back like the back half of it are, is essentially two bedrooms. And so it's, like, the master. Uh, mm-hmm. The master. There's no master. There's one fucking bathroom. It's not in a bedroom. <laughs> the bigger bedroom is ours. And the smaller bedroom is my office where I am. And so that's, like, if you're looking at the corners, like, fame and reputation is in the middle. So I'm, like, mm-hmm. does that mean that that gua is in both? Or, and then legacy and future is like my bathroom, I guess. And travel and helpful Which is a people good thing. is my kitchen. No, bathroom. So, yeah, bathroom is, um, I mean, yeah, and it, like things can mix, they can commingle, and that's fine. Um, it's like, you know, it just depends on how, I guess, you want to emphasize each part of the Bagua. Um, like yeah. I was saying before, like put it on your home or your room and see just how things are being emphasized and then decide okay is this room emphasizing the energy positively or is it diminishing the energy and then make those changes you know so like if you have a room that is two guas yeah um maybe you'd be like okay are those guas being you know fully represented in this space or is the energy clear for those to come through right mm. so um you know that um i was just trying to pull up a picture of the the bagua so i could have it and this one's in Spanish. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, um, you just want to see how the Bagua is already laying on your home and what's being emphasized or diminished. And um, so if you have more than one Gua being represented in a certain area of your home, um, you just would bring those, uh, you know, attributes into that room simultaneously. So um, talking about what each of those elements are for each gua uh for family and new beginnings is uh which these are all kind of stated differently but they're also the same um so family and new beginnings is wood green blues and teals um the wealth and abundance is wood and purple the center of your health which is the tai chi so this one must be like um the block grid it's a block list it's, it's, a, it's a list. Yeah. Well, I'm so seeing I'm it also the in the Bagua. I'm seeing oh, it cool, as cool, the cool. center of the Oh, octagon. the center of the Bagua. Oh, yeah. So, so it says keep this ninth. area open if possible, helping chi energy okay. flow freely in your space. Square items, earthenware, and ceramics. And for me, yes. I feel that this is Earth. my hallway. Yeah. So it's naturally, it does this. It be this way. There you way. go. That's great. Yeah. And so earth tones, yellow, orange, and brown. There we go. Helpful people and travel is metal and gray. Children and and completion, interesting, is metal and white. Knowledge and self-cultivation is earth and dark blue. Fame and reputation is fire and red. Um, 
career and path in life is water and black. Love and partnerships is earth and pink, which you were just saying. So, uh, and if you if you get a bagua, just like Taylor was saying, it'll have all that on there. You just like look at it and you'll go, oh, I need to bring these elements in. It's a, it's really easy to see it and just apply it, um, which is really nice. So when we're talking about furniture furniture placement and organization for optimized chi flow. Oh, see, I'm so um, curious about this because yeah, we're going to... Yeah, this gonna... is where like, the rubber meets the road, right? This yeah. is how we actually like get our hands dirty in this. This is the most so, pragmatic mm, application of it. Absolutely. If you want to just like start looking around your house while you're listening to this right now, it would be a good time to do that. So um, generally, rooms in feng shui prefer your most used areas to be in the commanding position, which we were speaking about. Um, and in the bedroom, it's recommended that your bed have a headboard against a solid wall um, and that the headboard be fastened to the wall. So our headboard Who is fastened to the wall. does that? Oh, um, you do that. I've never oh, yeah, that. I do that. Well, it's also because my headboard is not attached to the base of my bed. It's just uh, a headboard. Uh-huh. So in order for it to, to not you know move around all the time it is fastened to the wall so um and also in hotels they fasten headboards to the walls so that there's less noise and less um wear and tear against the wall and the headboard that makes sense so and like hospitality like after knowing that there's a it's not i always thought it was because you know when that when people were rocking that you know the headboard be knocking but yeah it's not it's not that it's actually that it it reduces wear and tear if it's fastened to the wall that makes so sense. um yeah so that's um i've i've never had a headboard until i lived in this house and that was my intention was like well that's how you do a headboard so that's how we did it smart um, i painted yeah, a so, headboard um, oh that's cute because jesse didn't want to buy a bed frame and i was like i mean we have like <clears throat> we have like a like a metal like one of those flat yeah yeah yeah, yeah thing yeah. that the bed is on it has a bed right. frame but he didn't want to buy like a whole like a whole a, thing like a, like a whole like a legit thing, bed yeah, situation yeah. and so <laughs> um so i painted this like um sort of like a sun ish type That's cool. thing yeah Rad. um and it's like it's like a bronze, like metallic. Like Ooh. we have a cow king, so this sun, oh, like semicircle, nice. it, is a little bit larger than our bed. Um, oh, cool. And so it's like it's like you're in this little setting sun, and it's like this bronze. Um, oh, that's awesome! This bronze circle, and then like the wall, the background of the wall is like an apricot color. So the first stripe um, around the big circle is like apricot and then there's a sort of like a very pinky purple stripe and then Mm. like a papaya sort of color stripe it's fucking gorge and now i'm like i love that i don't ever like i don't want to put a headboard over that because it's well very pretty yeah obviously (laughs) and so talking about like energy from an energy practitioner standpoint like the whole idea around feng shui honestly from like you know a more educated energy background is that you're trying to get your interaction with your space to be harmonious Mm -hmm. so if your creation of a headboard creates harmony then aren't you being feng shui like yeah absolutely yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but uh the the reason for this the the feng shui reasoning behind headboards and why you should fasten them to a solid wall with no door which um seems like superstitious but it actually makes a lot of sense um 
is that it creates stability. It creates a, a feeling of stability, an energy of uh, stability around you and your life. So um, I would not want a headboard to be fastened to a wall against a door because if the door is opening and shutting, it's, you're probably going to feel that on your head or yep. in your bed, right? Yeah. So it's disruptive. It's mm-hmm. And like you could argue that like the, the energy goes through the door and so then you're on a wall that's like, the energy is flowing out away. I don't think that's it at all. It's that, you know, if the door is opening and closing and your headboard is attached to that, it's mm-hmm. probably not the most restful thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's um, feng shui about your bed. A little bit of that. There's more, I'm sure, than... Uh, oh, yeah, you shouldn't uh, have clutter under your bed. Clutter is a whole section I'll get into. Um, <sighs> oh, it, it's, but it's, it's right here, actually. such a no, useful I'll get into place yeah. to I, store I agree. your clutter. I agree. So um, we'll get into that. So the uh, clutter, um, oh, well, talking a little bit about this uh, bedroom position, we said don't uh, put your bedroom, uh, put your bed that is in line with the door, coffin position, and if you must, you hang that crystal like we were talking about before. Clutter is a big no-no in feng shui. Think about Marie Kondo. I mean, she's Japanese, but like same idea is like it it collects and and weighs down energy. It's like an energy dust bunny. It's like just cluttering and and bringing down uh energy as well as um you know your your quality of life like who needs it i i try to declutter as much as i can as often as i can uh mostly because my dad is a hoarder (laughs) like you know it not clinically but (laughs) basically he's a low level hoarder (laughs) you know it's like um we we learn from that so uh the reason you know that you would want to uh, clear your clutter again is energy clutter you know don't you don't want it but also if it's under your bed you're sleeping over dead energy you're sleeping over cluttered energy and that's going to affect you so if you must store things under your bed which is absolutely practical they even make beds with you know drawers that right. come out and out you know so just make sure that those storage spaces under your bed are tidy that you're not holding on to things you don't need that you're not, uh, you know, just shoving things in there and it's a giant mess. You know, it's not dirty and dusty, you know. So keep it keep it clean, keep it organized, and then you know that the energy is flowing through your storage, right? Because you're constantly going through it. So that's, mm. you know, that's good. A uh, little Marie Kondo moment. Um, so, uh, like, speaking of cleaning things out, the refrigerator. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. That's literally so, been on my to-do list for, um, yeah. for a very long time, and I need to I live with it. a chef, so he just does it. It's great. <laughs> I used to be really good about it. I used to do it, like, every couple oh, yeah. weeks. I'd come home from the grocery store. Yeah. I'd go through the whole fridge. I'd clean. I'd literally clean it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. I've gotten extraordinarily. I've been very, right. very lazy. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's tough. And it's like, you know, we, we've both have been. That's why we're late on this episode, you guys, is because we both have been going through huge life changes, Lots new job situations for both of us. And yeah. Different, totally different ways. But um, fascinating how yeah. it lines up with the astrology, though. It's dude. Right. Isn't it? uh, yes. I was just talking about this with Kristen mm-hmm. yesterday, uh, a girl that I work with. And um, sh- like for real, like. And then we're all going through it. It's like, you're having career change. I'm having career change. She's having career change. It's like, and, and two other people that I was talking to, same, 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 same. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's been Or like how January shift. just felt so like, like dead, ugh, like not stuck. ready. Yeah. Very yeah. like stuck energy. And like, how is this ever going to happen? Like, it's, you know, then like you see like the horizon, like there are all these options and it's like could be this could be that and then like yep. uh, but I, but then also you don't see it ever happening like it could just pass you by like, yep 
<laughs> yep. And then it's like not until February did things yeah. actually, or the very end and of it January. Was like, Someone uh, lit a fuse, and it's just been running since then. Yep, and that's pretty much how it's going to be here for a couple months, yeah, which I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm happy that I knew about what the energy was doing before. So I was like, January yeah. is an extension of the end of the year. Everything is fine. I'm not worried about it. February is where it hits. But yeah. it still sucks to go through. But anyways. Dude, it's, yeah, anyhow, yeah, for sure. So, um refrigerator clutter is also you know talking about nourishment a big part of feng shui is how you nourish yourself and how you're Mm. providing for yourself within your home uh because energy is that right that's the life force so is your life force vibrant is it being diminished and your fridge is a big part of that because if your fresh yummy healthy food is mixed up with stuff that's going rotten or again anything that's stagnant is stagnant energy so maybe you have like a bunch of condiments that you're not going through right like that's stagnant energy um, we have lots of condiments because, again, I live with a chef, but we go through them. He is such a condiment user. I have, mm. have never been a condiment person, I realize, after living with this man. <laughs> I do love condiments. I, like, I like I love them now, but it's never my thought. I never think, like, oh, I should put something on this. Like, it's just not something I think to do. Mm-hmm. And he's always, like, getting new condiments and going through all of the ones we have. And it's, like, it makes life, it's, like, you know, it's great. Yeah. So if you're like me and you grew up in a family that hung on to the same bottle of mustard for, like, a year, like. Or longer. <laughs> go, yeah, like, go, go through your condiments. It's amazing how um, quickly and, yeah. time passes for the food in your pantry and fridge. Oh, yeah. And or then your all of freezer. Sudden... You know, your freezer can hang on to food forever. Oh, like, go through it. Eat it. Throw it out. If you're not using it, get rid of it. Yeah. Because um, that, that brings down the vitality of the food that you're eating. And that just causes me to, again, speak more as a healing touch practitioner, that the food that you put in your body is, you know, it has life energy to it. It was brought from either a living thing or, well, it's all living things, right? Plants and animals. Um, so it's like those living energies are still within that food. And I'm sure, obviously, it can be dr- drugged down or brought down by dead entities within the fridge, dead yeah. food, rotting food, um, dirty, nasty shelves that are taking away the life force of your, your fresh food. <sighs> so, um, so oh, hard. no, no, no. It's, it's all right. It's, I'm sure I'm calling a lot of people out on accident. But like, it's important to be aware. It motivates it you to go take care of that. I right? am thinking about how yeah, I could do that absolutely. today. Yeah. There you go. And then like, but also, um, you know, talking about Reiki and energy and food. I remember we had to watch this video in my Healing Touch class about like this guy who was like eating like fast food and they had an energy camera on him and you could see like the low vitality of the the uh, fast food. It was like this like dark, like lobby mm. energy. And then his human energy started to match that as he was eating it, mm. started to make his energy like less colorful and like kind of blobby and slow. Oh. And then it sh- and then it showed another person eating like fresh vegetables and like fresh fruits and um, his energy was just kind of normal. And then as, as he was eating it, it started to get the color of the fruit that he was eating. Oh. And it started to like, vi- yeah, like it was like vitalizing his energy system just because the, the vi- vitality of the, the fruit he was eating was yeah. just like so full, right? Yeah. So talking about eating live food, whole foods versus processed dead foods, right? Well, I, so, I thought about that yeah. too. Um, there was a time, I can't remember whatever job I was doing, but I was getting like frozen things from Trader Joe's that I could have for oh, lunch. Oh, I did that a lot for a long time. Yeah. And, but I noticed, totally feel the oh my God, I noticed how shitty I felt when I was doing oh, that yeah. every day. And then oh, when I, I changed to 
like making enough food so I could bring leftovers of my dinner or whatever the case was. Oh, it's all how like, oh, even just the aroma of completely different leftovers yeah. is so good yeah 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 yeah. it's kind of amazing so yeah absolutely and um you know in in reiki i learned when i became a reiki master which is too easy to do you guys it's uh it's embarrassing (laughs) i i am much proud of much more proud of my healing touch background but there are people who do really awesome reiki don't let me i'm not talking down on reiki i'm just saying my reiki mastership was not as legit as it could have been (laughs) (laughs) there's um a thing you do in Reiki to bless your food, which I mean, talking about like Christian people praying over their meals or any, you know, lots of cultures do that, not just yeah. Christianity, but like praying over your food clears the energy of anyone who's handled it. Mm. Maybe uh, the animal that you're eating was killed in a state of stress. Maybe uh, uh, the, the food that you were picking, you know, maybe it was picked by someone who was in a bad mood or, you know, who knows. Um, so it's uh, it clears the energy of anyone that's handled it, the energy of the item itself. Um, and it all, you can also ask to bring in more vitality or to bring in things to the food that you want to eat, mm. love and friendship and, you know, abundance and all that good stuff. And so I, like, I, I don't, you know, I should probably make a practice of like energizing all of the food I eat, Such but a good like, yeah. Yeah, and it's like it just feels very like okay before I eat this like, but so what I'll do instead because I am all about efficiency uh-huh. is I'll I'll do it to the groceries I bring in so like I'll do it to like the whole jug of milk or I'll do it like you know to the to the coffee or I'll do it right. to the to the vegetables I'll just like do you have to go one by one no I just do it in a pile to a bag yeah and it's like you could totally do it to your bag of groceries and it's really that you have to like go through that visualization practice if you know how to call in your energy and like see the energy going through all of your groceries that you bought it's good to see all the groceries you know and uh, and to visualize all of them and all that stuff but yeah do it to the do it to the ingredients and then anything that you cook you know is clear and good to go that is and if you're not so sure interesting. use a pendulum hold a pendulum over what you're eating and see if the pendulum is you know making a nice healthy swing a circle if it's you know just very weak or just going from side to side or not moving at all clear your food right do a little energy practice on your food so um that was a tangent i didn't plan on going into but <laughs> that's why we're here on the spiritual spectrum <laughs> We go on tangents. Oh, it's yeah. who we are. So, um, yeah, dining room table. Um, the dining room is where we nourish ourselves and our families. It's where we check in with each other, where we make connections or express our love for one another. Um, so make sure that it's not a clutter magnet, which um, it easily can be in many homes. Uh, so if you do use yeah. it for other purposes, just make sure that it's clear and ready for you to sit down and eat. Uh, try to use that area more than like a TV area. I am guilty of this. My my eating area is cluttered and I eat in front of the TV. I am not a saint. <laughs> we don't have a dining table and eat at the coffee table, which is in front of the TV. Well, so. I think you could probably argue that that is dining then for you and that's good you're, it's you're doing it both right. it's both yeah yeah so as long as you're you know focusing on one another and that's how you do it around the tv i'm sure that's fine and then it says adding fresh flowers to your dining table invites fresh energy that can unstick any of your unwanted connections or people in your lives and invites new positive relationships to bloom because Ooh. the dining table uh, represents your relationships oh so um mm-hmm. electronics in the bedroom are a big no-no i've known that since i was a kid 
and uh, it's a hard one. We all know we live in the technology age. So um, I have never had a TV in my room. In my apartment, I did not have a TV because uh, it was a studio apartment. So instead, I had a giant projector mm. uh, that I um, like a you know a, a screen that I could pull down from my ceiling. Yeah. And it went over my bed, and so across from my bed there was a little love seat, and I could sit in the love seat looking at my bed and uh, mm. pull down a projector screen, and the projector was on the ceiling. And, you know, so it was it was definitely not, like, a TV in my space. It was, like, I yeah. had a thing that I had to mindfully open up and use. Uh, and it was really fucking cool, honestly, to have, like, a projector screen that took up, like, the entire size of my apartment and, like, this giant viewing experience. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> cool. It was really fun. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, like, uh, I, I, you know, of course had my phone next to my bed during that time. Um, but now I do my best I don't always but like I don't keep a charger in the bedroom so if I do bring my phone in at night I'm not charging it during the night which is like a deterrent (laughs) I've said it before I set up systems in my life to (laughs) to combat other habits so (laughs) I can't charge my phone in the bedroom so I try to either turn it off at night or leave it out of the bedroom and then um, do you just have an alarm clock that goes off uh generally I just wake up and that's good. Yeah. I, I wake up at about seven every day, like clockwork. So mm. I don't really worry about it. Yeah. If I have to wake up earlier, generally Ron is, is awake before I am. But um, at that point, I'll set an alarm and, and I'll, I'll succumb to. Mm-hmm. It would be the best thing if I could get just an analog alarm clock. But I don't have that kind of discipline. And I think I would hate waking up to that. So, yes. <laughs> You know, it's like I said, there's workarounds for everything. I think if you can eliminate it for the most part, you're doing better than if you weren't, right? Also, the the whole reason for this is to create harmony, to create a more restful night's sleep. So if if your phone is interrupting your sleep, that's one thing. If, you know, it's it's on total silent mode, if you turn it off, if, you know, whatever – um, that's probably fine. I used to have two Alexa echoes next to either side of the bed so that we could have like surround sound nighttime music, mm-hmm. like, you know, healing tones or whatever. And then that thing would start to flash notification lights and it would start to accidentally listen in when it thought we said something that we didn't say, or it would make little like pinging noises like, oh, you have, you know, some notification or something. And I got rid of them. I was yeah. like, get out of my bedroom. I yeah. hate this. So, um, you know, that's like a good example of like that's technology that should not be in my bedroom. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, you know, uh, talking about uh, gadgets in the bedroom is generally a no, but uh, you can probably figure it out. So uh, symmetry is always recommended in feng shui. Symmetry can mean a lot of things. You could have like exactly matching end tables and nightstands on either side of your couch or your bed and like, you know, two lamps that are exactly the same. I personally don't like that. I think that's very stagnant. And this we're talking about our energy, right? Yep. So it's like if you feel stagnant, guess what? The energy is stagnant. Mm-hmm. So um, when it comes to symmetry, um, it really just means like feel even across the room. Make sure that the room doesn't feel too full in one area or too empty in mm. another area. Um, you know, I do have end tables on either side of my bed and either side of my couch, and I really like that. So, you know, that's something that works for me. Um, I think, yeah, s- symmetry is really just about making sure the space is is balanced. Um, I don't think it needs to be physically 
uh, symmetrical. Also, sectioned furniture, like couches or box springs that are made of two pieces, are uh, discouraged because they come in multiple pieces, which breaks the energy flow of that out of that item which i've heard before like yeah i like if cracks in things are supposed to be like a bad thing or like when two things are pushed together it's like because the energy can slip through yeah which i'm like you know a whole item is probably better than one that's made of multiple pieces feels um, so nitpicky though (laughs) it's like yeah yeah. i i can i can understand how it's like flow but i'm also like that's pretty dramatic um, artwork plays an important role in feng shui. It's recommended to have a lot of pictures of your loved ones, um, people you care about. I have a lot of that on my fridge um, and like ones of me and Ron like out in the living room. And then I was thinking, oh, and I have one of like my family. But I, I was thinking about that. I was like, I could really use more pictures. Like now that we're in the age where everything's on our phone and like Facebook and like Instagram and stuff. Yeah. I realize I, I don't have a, a like an importance of like printing out photos and putting them in you know, frames that I can look at, you know, yeah. but it's like, I, I, I really like that I have like the wedding invitations for my friends on my fridge and I see them and I think about them, you know? So it's like, yeah. it, I would say that's definitely a good rule to try to have photos of your loved ones in your space. But then also um, it says the artwork should come in sets or pairs. You shouldn't just have like one thing, um, which I like arguably wholeheartedly agree with. Like I, I could see like times when I don't agree with that, but everything I buy, I always buy in some kind of set or it has to match something I already have. So like I have all these paintings, like one of them's behind me here mm-hmm. um, and they're all by the same artist. And they, she was one of my students and she's like really awesome. She studied art. She does these really cool paintings. And I think I have like 12 pieces by her wow. and they're all throughout my, like they're in my bathroom. There's one in here. There's two in my bedroom and then I have, um, so how many is that already? That's one, two, three, four, five, six in my home. And then in my office, I had her specifically make all the art for my office so that it all matches. So like, um, I, I think I have, I have one piece that's like nine tiny canvases, but it's tech, you know, it'd be considered one piece. And then I have like two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight pieces of hers in my office. And I just wow. traded her piano lessons and voice lessons for the art. And so it was like awesome. It was so good. And, and it's like iridescent. It like shines at different mm-hmm. times of the day. It's like super gorgeous. I just love her work. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's like for me, I'm like, yes, I, I need matching art. I have like behind me this like little Asian wall scroll that I got in high school. But like what you don't see is that behind my iPad here, I have like a little bamboo light up like ceramic box. So it's like a light fixture, but it's like this like silhouetted bamboo. And then like I have this other like Japanese stuff underneath it. So like to me, that is all one thing of like a certain time in my life when I was into that kind of stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and there's like all the, you, you saw the artwork in my living room that was oh, like yes. all gorillas. Like I had all the gorillas things and then I just noticed I'm kind of getting sun damaged. And so we were like, let's just look some like look for some more art. And so we got like two pieces by one artist and three pieces by another artist and then like we got one big Hieronymus Bosch uh, painting which is like this like classical artist um I think he was from like the medieval century he's just like really like surrealism before surrealism Mm. so uh and it's and it's big and it matches the other pieces that we got 
So I'm like, okay, like has to match, has to match. And then in our kitchen, in our uh, breezeway, it's all band stuff. It's all music and art, like uh, from movies and and bands. Mm. So it's like it it all kind of goes together. And then Mm -hmm. on this one wall, we have all like fan made ice cream stuff. When we had our ice cream shop, we Uh had all these little, like all these kids made all these ice cream paintings. (laughs) That's cute. They gave them to us. (laughs) Because it's just like really cute. So it's like for me, like, yeah, like I love art in my home Mm -hmm. and I love when it matches. It just gives me such a sense of satisfaction. Um, It makes me feel like I'm in an art gallery that I'm Mm. like enjoying an artist more than just the piece, you know? So it's like, I just, I really think that that's a great rule personally that I agree with, Um, you know. Work and life. Oh, yeah. This, oh, yeah. So this was what I was going to say about you being like in alignment with your workout stuff, your gym life. Yes. So um, your work life and your gym equipment should not be in the bedroom, but they should be where you focus or where you spend your energy. So it's like, look at you go. You, That's you have your, how it is in here. Yeah. This so is my workout like space have, and my workspace. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it totally like you're you're totally feng shui. And it is fully where I spend my energy. Like yeah. the majority mm-hmm. of my time now that I'm working from home again, uh, full time is absolutely spent in this room. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. I love it. So um, let's see. Uh, plants are a must for feng shui. For funk feng shui. Funk shui. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, because they, you know, obviously they're living things. They bring vitality. They restore energy. They transmute energy. They respire. Right. So they're, you know, they're breathing. They're bringing the life in. Um, just make sure that you choose plants that will thrive in your environment and that you know how to take care of because uh, killing plants is bad juju. <laughs> it's bad feng shui. Not, not that we haven't done it. I have definitely killed my fair share of plants, but I also see the battle and go, you're dying and I can't save you. And I just dismiss it into my compost pile as soon as I can. <laughs> mm-hmm. The tricky part you know. is um, for us is the cats and they are so aggressive on plants no I mean, way. Claire has eaten multiple maidenhair ferns down to just the sticks, and um, they just, they can't be... Do you ever try getting them cat grass? Oh, they, they love cat grass. They'll eat a whole thing of cat grass in, you know, like 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> but, so, this room, my office... I'll show. I'm moving the camera. Oh yeah, there you go. Which oh, I think so nice. you've seen. I've never this. seen that. Oh I haven't. really? Normally, so, you're, you're, yeah, I don't get to see. Yeah, that you don't part get to room. see all my plants, but um, mm-hmm. but I have plants up there, and then I have a couple plants over here. Um, mm, like oh, nice. next oh, out to, of cat reach. <laughs> yeah, they're they have to be high. These high shelves. See? Oh, beautiful. Oh, look at yeah. that. I love. They're so pretty. Thank you. And so, and I tried to get Jesse to do indoor plants for a long time, and he was just like, "No, plants don't live well inside." And I'm like, "You're so fucking stupid." So many people have indoor <laughs> plants. Like, it's very annoying that you're the garden guy and all you spend so much time outside on the garden, <laughs> but we can't have any goddamn plants in this house. And, um, and it is a pain in the ass because they do have to be high enough so the cats can't access them. But now I do the indoor plants and so they're thriving. I have all these propagations, um, and we have plants that are also up high in the bathroom, but I want, I want to, 
I want more. If if it wasn't for how aggressive the cats are, I don't know how people have cats and then also have plants that are like in a pot that's like on a stand on oh, the floor. We have several of those, but also you have your cats are indoor only. They uh, are. My cats have the whole outside to to, you know, pee all over and screw around on. So they mm. like our cats don't ha- they don't mess with the plants. They kind of did when they were kittens, but now they don't anymore. Yeah. And also when they were kittens, we weren't letting them outside all the time because they were just tiny. Yeah. So it was really just that once they were allowed to go outside on their own, um, you know, volition, then they were like, screw these inside plants. We got Who outside cares plants. about these plants? <laughs> yeah. No. But I have like, um, I'm trying to figure out... Um, I mean, we're going to be putting a, a fish tank in the living room. And actually, it's interesting because I was looking at this bagua. And so, like, the new Water beginnings. Water is wealth. Yeah, the new beginnings and family. So, it's kind of like that side Beautiful. of the bagua has mm. our bedroom. And then the, um, it's like the left side of the bagua has the bedroom and the living room. And so... Those colors are like, so my, the Bagua that I'm looking at says purples and golds in the wealth and prosperity area. So we have the purples and we have a lot of the golds with the apricot and the bronze and all that shit. There you go. And then New Beginnings and Family has greens and blues and like wood is the element. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, like things that are made of wood. So we have like wood furniture and we're going to be painting that wall like a very light very very light minty color this year Mm, and uh and then like the front corner of the living room is knowledge and self-cultivation which is like again greens and blues we have a blue chair in that corner and um but I'm like this is so exciting because it's kind of like we're already doing that um oh yeah a little bit you're intuiting your feng shui yeah and there's gonna be like so many plants that are in the um what's it called the fish tank, and Jesse wants oh, to yeah. have, like, a plant that grows out of the fish tank. Ooh, I And, yeah, and so we're going to – I'm just like, oh, I just can't – I'm just – not that I can't wait, but I'm very excited, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be, like, such a nice refresh, too. It's like we were saying before in, on some other episode. It's like redoing your space feels like moving without the expense. Yes. It's so nice. It's it so is. nice to do that. Throwing out old furniture, finding new pieces. Yep, going to get like, a new couch, oh which is going to be – I mean, I want, like, I want a green velvet couch. So Ooh, that's what I'm yeah. going to go for. Oh, um, yeah. I'm just – oh, there's so many things I'm so excited about. Yeah, we need a new couch soon. Jeez, our couch sucks. Anyway, so um, we've got, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, plants. Oh, yeah. So uh, there's a, a little bit about plants. Uh, keep them alive, but also don't clutter them in your bedroom because oh. they're alive. So they can, like, keep you awake <laughs> with oh. all of their vital energy. That's interesting. <laughs> I know, which I was like, well, I don't have any plants in my bedroom, and I have one gigantic orchid in here and <laughs> mm. in this uh this is the second room which is like my it doubles as the office so it's um it's good um so natural oh wait yeah natural lighting uh i only have a couple more things just light and water so natural lighting is important in feng shui um, but it can be hard to attain in certain living arrangements. I've been in those. Yeah. Um, so the energy of the sun, obviously, it's vital to our well-being. Uh, it's, you know, your eyes need to be hit with the suns for your circadian rhythm to 
activate activates your melatonin cycle in the body which is a 16-hour cycle so you want to try and look at the sun in the morning so that your body starts to acclimate Mm -hmm. um to your melatonin cycle with the sun and um you know vitamin d i don't know if that comes through windows but it's good so uh you know and as well the energy of the sun is our life force on earth so we want we want that it's good energy right it brings Mm -hmm. it all in it clears it all out so um you know talking about isn't that the number one thing too like when people are looking for homes they're like i want a lot of natural light it's very important (laughs) to me personally it's huge it's absolutely huge and um my little house that i live in here is like sometimes it has good lighting other times not so much it can be pretty dark and so um we just replaced our curtains with like these much lighter linen curtains that let a lot of light through them oh it's such an improvement it's so i I don't know how it took me so long to do this yeah i it i don't know how it took me so long to put uh linen curtains up that let light through them i I think i was just like considering like my apartment days when I worked late at night and I needed blackout curtains mm. to stay asleep in the morning. So it was like I was just in the habit of buying those kinds of curtains. And, and it just didn't even occur to me to look to, for a kind that let light through. So if you're like me out there, make that difference in your life for yourself and buy some some Dude, light curtains. I mean, nice. Thin curtains. I don't know how. I mean, I just think that window treatments are important. And if you have oh, ugly, yeah. ugly curtains or curtains that are a shitty material or, um, or pe- like, here's a fucking pet peeve. When you have a big window and you, like, a, a window that should use, like, five to six panels and you get mm. three panels. Uh I hate that shit. I understand. I'm I totally like, feel you. dude, you're disrespecting this window. And uh, like, ju- oh, it just makes me insane. But I <laughs> I also hate blinds. I mean, like, it depends on the blinds. But like, just like Venetian blinds Our house shouldn't doesn't exist. Have any blinds. Yeah. We took all the blinds off because I was like, I we hate just have these. Curtains. Yeah. And yeah, I put curtain rods up. I remember being like 23, like 22, 23 when, when Jesse and I first moved down here. And we had Venetian blinds, and I was like, I just really want curtains. And, like, yeah. having a friend be like, I can't believe that you care about curtains. And I'm like, they just make a space feel better. Like, yeah. Like, why is – like, who cares how old I am? I, I yeah. want my space to feel comfortable. Yeah. Like, it, and oh, yeah. but I'm poor, so I don't really have money to go buy curtain rods and curtains and all this shit. But yeah, I wanted it so badly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I've, I've always had curtains Um, when, wherever I've had the control to – have curtains I've always had curtains in my bedroom growing up I had curtains mm-hmm. I would change the curtains you know now it's like yeah that's another thing it's curtains are seasonal if you guys don't know this you, you put light curtains up put dark curtains up you know you're supposed to change them and they you should wash them and everything else so definitely should your, wash them keep your curtains fresh um and yeah you can like vacuum them if they're the kind that you shouldn't wash you know they make attachments for your vacuum you can vacuum your <laughs> curtains so um the uh yeah so when it comes to natural lighting uh like I said I lived in a really dark apartment it was like a burris like my the the sidewalk was like up to it was like up to my eyes so if I walked out of my apartment into my little yard like eye level was the the sidewalk but obviously I had a fence so the fence was super tall Because it was, like, below the sidewalk going up high, like, above the sidewalk. So I had this, like, really huge fence, um, and I was below the sidewalk. So the the, it's dark. You know, there's a big tree. Like I said, there was a um, 
a staircase in front of my front window and front door. So like the, the sun was blocked in many ways. And uh, the best lighting was in the bathroom, which is just terrible. So uh, the way that you get around that is by um, hopefully um, I did get a sunrise lamp. Those are nice. I will say they work really well. Um, they're kind of expensive. Like it's like a little bit surprising, but um, you can put up mirrors, put up mirrors all over your uh, wherever you can have a window um, opposite of a mirror. I had mirrors on two of my walls uh, on the opposite ends of my windows. And when I moved and took those mirrors down, it was like the light just dropped so, so quick. It was like, mm. I didn't even realize how much quality of life I was adding. I knew that was a trick. Mm -hmm. Um, but I did it like as soon as I moved in, cause I noticed how dark it was. And then I just lived like that for seven years. Mm -hmm. I took them down and I was like, damn, <laughs> like, that really worked. I so, love and then, like, mirrors. Curtains, yeah. They're oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're big. big. Yes, it's 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 good for your feng shui energy. Yeah, mirrors are huge, and um, yeah, just uh, use mirrors to get your light bouncing around, and use light curtains that let light through them as long as you don't need to stay asleep in the morning like I used to. Um, so yeah, water. This is my last beginner's tip and like how you get started around stuff. So um, kitchen and bathroom. Um you know, your, your water drains are generally in your kitchen, in your bathroom. And that's considered like a drain for your money because wealth and fortune are, uh, the water aspect mm. in this energy practice. So, um, you want to do your best to control your drains and, um, cover them, which I thought was really interesting because I, do that sort of so if you have you know those stoppers in your sinks that is a good cover mm -hmm. um but also like um I, li I like have like little uh debris catchers yeah. in all of my drains so like that is like a covering so covering the drain um also keeping your bathroom door closed we have a pocket door so we don't do that also I think that that's a sign that someone's in there so yeah you know, they 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 um say that you should keep it closed maybe keep it cracked if you want to follow that rule right so that you know no one's in there but uh to keep the you keep the toilet closed absolutely which, i think it's disgusting yeah. if you don't if thank you're, you very much if you're flushing so the toilet on the same side of this issue if you're flushing the toilet and you have the lid open you are an animal you're spraying stuff you're everywhere. disgusting also you know ron and i in hospitality like the the belief behind always having the closed toilet is that that is that is the position of the toilet if you're using it, it's open. If yeah. you're not using it, you close it up. Yeah. You put the lid down. That That is what a toilet should always look like unless yep. you're using it. Yep. And in hospitality, like that was my job. I had it, which sounds ridiculous, but it's true. I was at the front desk and I used to have to man the bathrooms. And part of my job was after anyone used the bathroom, I had to check and see if they left the lid up. And generally people always do. And I would go in and close the toilet lid. That was like a big part of my day was going in and closing the toilet lid after people because that is that it makes it look as if no one has used it. So it's it's that hospitality mentality that um, whenever you go into a hotel room, you should feel like no one's ever slept there before or else why would you pay for that? Right. So um, you do that all over the property. You make it look like it's never been touched. That they that whoever's using it is the first person to use it. So um, that's the rule about the toilet lid. And Taylor and I are sticking to it. <laughs> Close. The also, toilet just don't lid. be fucking disgusting. Like yeah. Ugh, yeah. I mean, I have I have yeah. other things I could say, but. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, especially if you, like, if you don't have a medicine cabinet where you keep your toothbrush. Oh, you're just letting that stuff all float together. You know that you are brushing your teeth with shit on your toothbrush. (laughs) There you go. Taylor's going to convince you if if my my good etiquette and stewardship isn't beyond etiquette. (laughs) It's fucking filthy. It's so nasty. I stayed at a hotel once, or a motel. It was not a hotel, let's be real. Toilet didn't have a lid. Ah, pet peeve. Hate that. Hate that. Hate that. It was so nasty. Yeah. So nasty. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I just, I don't don't like it. It makes me really upset. Um, Mm -hmm. I also, it's just like, you're way less likely to drop something into the toilet Oh, which I have certainly done on those toilets that have no lid. Yeah. Absolutely. In in like a public bathroom. Oh, yeah. yeah, For sure. Awful. The worst. Awful. Totally. Yeah. Well, I like remember one time it was that like it was a public toilet with no lid on it and I had my makeup bag and I was going to do my makeup and I put it on the tank of the toilet and it was off balance and all my makeup fell into the fucking toilet. Did you throw it away? Absolutely. Yeah. Nightmare. It was a huge expense. It was what disgusting. A nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I think some pieces didn't make it in, but yeah, I had to throw away a lot of my makeup. It was <sighs> just because the toilet doesn't have a goddamn lid. You know, it's like, sure, I could have been more careful about that, but there was no other flat surface in that bathroom. <laughs> I mean, you can only do so much. <laughs> yeah. It sucked, man. It was so stupid. So yeah, as far as your drains go, try and keep them covered. But also, if you if you have like a shower curtain or a shower door, keep it closed. And I mean, you know, it, yeah. And in my opinion, it's like, well, we have we use fabric shower curtain liner, which if you guys don't know about that, it's a game changer. Don't use plastic liners; they're so and you can't clean them, and you gotta throw them away, and then that's environmentally disgusting. So um, I didn't know there were liners. fabric liners. Hospitality life, man. That's like what they use in hotels. They don't use plastic ones. So uh, there are fabric shower liners and they're waterproof. They're water resistant. Um, You just have to make sure that they don't touch the outside shower curtain because then they can transfer water and the outside shower curtain will drip to the floor, which is it's very easy to avoid. But if you don't know that, you might let them kiss and then the water will transfer to your outside shower curtain and drip on the floor so um yeah and then the best thing about them you use them forever because you can machine wash them yeah so you know i like every week to two weeks i am taking my shower curtain down and washing it and replacing it with a clean liner and a clean curtain and it's amazing it's a huge improvement in the quality of shower life dude um, that is of, so yeah. cool because i was we have a door and i hate the door um yeah i had a shower door on my apartment i don't it just gets moldy in places you can't clean it that's what i'm saying and yeah. jesse's like no it's yeah. more it's better for the environment i'm like you don't fucking clean it it's not your job yeah. so you don't understand <laughs> and he's like well, there are literally pieces of my shower door i could not reach that were just covered in black mold yeah you can't get to it with a toothpaste or toothbrush you can't there's, There's no way to reach it. Yeah. It's like inside yeah. between the doors. Yeah. You can't get to it. Yeah. yeah. It's, you have to take uh, the doors off. 
Yeah, yeah. And who's going to do that? I'm a woman. I'm like, not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I don't want to have to do it. I need a man to come in and do these things that are hardware related. I can't. Yeah, same. I can, I, if I had more energy and time, maybe, but no. <laughs> yeah, I also just think that, like, the way that the, um, the what do you call it, the track like the track at the bottom, and it's a glass door. I would just be so scared of breaking it. Yeah, you know, you should I don't be scared of breaking it. Um, yeah, heavy. I also just like the aesthetics of a shower curtain. I feel that for sure. I think it's more they're like just beautiful, and flowy, and yeah, pretty and, yeah, absolutely, exactly, yeah. But so you know, that's that. Well, that's all. I, that's all I got. I got some links down in the in the bottom for you guys, so you can like dig in deeper. But uh, you know, as far as feng shui goes. I think you guys know enough to play around. It out. Play around. Yeah. Have fun. Uh, <laughs> have fun feng shuiing your space. Um, if you know more than us, you know, tell us what we got wrong. Um, <laughs> or if you have some really handy tips or maybe some real life experience where you were like, things were bad and then I feng shuied and things were good. Things we want to hear good. all about it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so hit us up. Let us know. Send us a DM. Send us an email. All of our links and ats are in the notes as they always as are. As usual. Um, and thanks so much for listening. Um, uh, you know, subscribe, like. Thanks for uh, sticking around. I know we've been a little bit MIA because, you know, like Elena said, life career changes life yeah, is happening huge. and this is a thing that we do for fun it's not our job so you know sometimes <laughs> a life takes priority um but if you have stuck around and you you know followed up and got so excited when this episode popped up thank you so much we appreciate you you're the reason we're here yeah you are the reason we're here besides that we just like to do this because it's fun um mm -hmm. and yeah leave a review like subscribe tell your friends uh, give and us feedback. And function your damn house. Yeah, Get and, on it. and let us know how that works for you. <laughs> and it's uh, about all I have. So appreciate yeah. you guys, and we'll see you next time. In hopefully two weeks, as long as things go smoothly. But we're still moving, so uh, we'll announce it on the Instagram. <laughs> it might be not two weeks. It might just be whenever. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye. your connections to the show to spiritualspectrumpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to include you in a future episode. Find us on Instagram at spiritual.spectrum.pod. There you can stay informed of any future releases as well as catch any photos that are related to the episodes. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in two weeks.